0: Mega Yacht News Radio. I'm Diane Byrne, your host for this podcast series in which we share conversations with interesting and inspiring people in the large yacht industry. Today I am pleased to welcome Elizabeth Kadik and Tom Batty, who are both from Glancy Fawcett. Based in England, the company works one-on-one with super yacht owners and their designers to select luxury homeware and architectural accent pieces for their yachts. It also does the same with owners of private aircraft and high-end resonances. So let's face it, when any of us sees a yacht on the horizon, whether we are a consumer or we're on the industry side, pretty much the first thing we wonder is, what does that look like inside? So obviously, the interior is Glancy Fawcett's domain, but the company is far more than just a showroom with beautiful items on the shelves. In fact, it custom designs and manufactures some pieces, particularly for these owners for their yachts, plus has a growing focus on, and I quote, luxury that does not cost the earth. We're going to go into details on this and more today. So, without further ado, Elizabeth and Tom, welcome to Mega Yacht News Radio. Hi, nice
1: Hi. to meet
0: you. Hello there. Hi, good to have you two on the show. I'm I'm hearing a little bit of an echo. Are you guys? Uh, can you guys maybe get a little bit closer to your microphones?
1: Yeah, sure. I think it might because we're in the same room. So I'll make a move. Sorry about that.
0: Oh, okay, good. Yeah, that sounds a little bit better. Great. So I I think it would be good to give the listeners a a bit of a history about how Glancy Fawcett got started and and the various specialties that you have.
2: Yeah, sure. So um, Kevin and Jonathan actually uh, both got into it by accident, really, and through very different um, means about 30 years ago. Um, So uh, Jonathan was um, out visiting yachts and and particularly focused on uh, sailing yachts. And um, Kevin was introduced to someone, um, one of the designers, uh, Don Starkey, and uh, told he was the man who could get anything. Um, and they both then got into uh, supplying goods to the yacht industry um, and eventually found each other going to the same meetings. So at one point they decided to split it up. Um, so Kevin looked after tableware and Jonathan looked after the linens uh, and they operated out of two sort of separate areas in the UK, and then eventually merged to join uh, forces, and now here we are in Manchester, 48 people uh, working across land, air, and sea.
0: Excellent. So when it comes to the yachts, um, are you finding that you're primarily working with, say, an owner's interior designer or their project manager, or are you finding that some of the owners really like to get very personally involved themselves?
1: Uh, so I feel like our work is very split, depending on how we've come about the project and how long we've known the owner. Um, as Tom alluded to, Kevin and Jonathan have been in business for thirty years, so there is owners that we've worked with for that period of time that still come directly and fly in from all over the world just to pick some new crystals as a part of a home that they already have. But equally. You know, we work with family officers, fleet management companies, designers, or whomever the end client wants to be involved in making sure that project runs smoothly. So we're quite flexible in every way. You know, each project runs completely different, who we work with is completely different, but ultimately, we work with the same end user, um, which we're, you know, we're very fortunate to be able to do.
0: Right, makes a lot of sense.
1: One of the things that
0: I I really liked when I was looking at your company and and particularly looking at your website um, was this phenomenal tool that you have. It's the mood board generator. Now, I know that designers from every different discipline use mood boards, and uh, I've seen some of them, and I think they're tremendous in terms of helping a client really essentially visualize the possibilities. But I have to say I don't know of any other design company that has a, a virtual mood board creation tool on their website so where did this idea come from and, and how do you find that your customers use it
2: oh well first of all thanks for your kind words I really appreciate that yeah, it <laughs> yeah was, um, absolutely <laughs> Again, it was something that just came out. Um, Obviously, uh, we're all about service, a business that's dedicated to service to our clients worldwide. And we're very fortunate enough to have our association and a presence at Albany in the Bahamas. Um, And in the time where we didn't have a colleague over there, um, when we have someone who's responsible for that area, um, we wanted to make sure that there was a facility with uh, our, our little showroom that we have over there where clients could interact. Um, it's a sort of twofold approach. Number one, that they can see the whole process um, and it's a way of capturing the client journey when one a client works a Glancy Fawcett. And also it's a great way to show how diverse um, our product offering can be. Um, there's so many different styles um, and uh, preferences and, and fortunately we are able to cater for all of those. Mm-hmm.
1: And, I, like and how, I think it really... Can- oh. Oh, go sorry. ahead. I'm sorry, Elizabeth. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, I think it really, it was, I think when Tom and I and the team sat down and thought about how to show clients remotely what we do, you know, we are really trying to give people a flavor of the bigger picture of what we do here as a project company. You know, like you say, we are so much more than a showroom. We try to really help create a a lifestyle and um, a home or a theme for these projects that we work on so you know we really just try to give a bit of a flavor with that board to see what you can to see what, what things go together that no one would have really thought of before you know and we're constantly putting things together like that you know finding new things and going oh that would look nice there so um, you know it's it's really just meant to, to inspire people Yeah
0: I think that's a really good way of putting it because when I when I discovered it I thought okay well let me test this out and i i you know I find that me personally, I have a very easy time visualizing certain designs and combinations when they're described to me, but I do know from the various interviews I've done with owners that and some of the project managers too that sometimes there is a little bit of a um you know a hard time completely understanding what somebody means when they describe classic or modern or um you know, even terms like warm, you know, they're so open to interpretation. So what I really liked Absolutely. about the generator was that you could click on, you know, the very theme oriented terms that appealed to, to you. And all of a sudden the results were exactly what suited my taste. I thought this is great because it, it must help so many people when they can't uh, completely verbalize what's in their head or um it gives them the opportunity to select things that really do appeal to them. And if they end up seeing something that's not quite their taste, they could go back and say, oh, hmm, OK, maybe classic wasn't the right word or maybe, you know, mm-hmm. um, contemporary wasn't the right word or whatever the theme was. They can go back and try it again and then say, aha, yes, this is definitely me.
2: You've you've summed yeah. it up beautifully. <laughs> Absolutely. And we did struggle to find, I think, as you rightly say, we struggled to find the terms that everyone is used uh, used to um, and comfortable with. So it is really useful for us to be able to ascertain what a client likes, what their focus is, and then our team will then be able to take that brief and those preferences and then produce an even more comprehensive presentation of items uh, along those lines.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. I would say when we have our um, when we have clients here, the mood board generator really. Simplifies the process we go through when you're in our showroom. Um, so, for example, we have about 3,000 dinner plates and growing, all of different um, different patterns and shapes and styles. And the same with linen and God knows how many pieces of leather as well. And for us, that is the experience you have when you come here. It's for us to, you know, whether it's a designer or whether it's um, a chief stewardess on a boat. It's really us to try and navigate through the requirements, be that uh, a look or, uh, you know, um, actual practicalities. And so the mood board generator really takes what we do here and simplifies it in a way to kind of show how we try to go about discovering people's tastes and needs. You know, there never never are choices. It's always the client's choice. We're merely kind of a service to help you find that.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah, and I, I simplifying the process, I think that's uh, that's ultimately what everybody on both sides of this equation wants. They want it to be an easier process. And and like you said, if you have 3,000 dinner plates alone, <laughs> I mean, my <laughs> gosh, you know, that that's would be overwhelming. <laughs>
1: well, hopefully we have
2: something for everyone. <laughs>
1: right, exactly. Yeah. exactly. And, you know, when you're here, you do have a team on, on hand. You know, we have a uh, product specialist. There so we have product specialists in tableware and we have product specialists in linen so you're not just kind of let into the showroom and go go for it find what you like you know we we kind of we kind of make sure we have a brief before the client arrives we have um we have items on um you know we have items out already for clients to look at and from there, you know, the easiest thing is actually defining what people don't like most of the time. And then we can kind of guide them through the process, finding things that fit their brief. So, yeah, we don't just let them lo- people loose on 3,000 plates and go, please. <laughs> right. <one> to-
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, yeah,
0: exactly. Well, you know, along those same lines, let, you know, let's talk about some of the challenges that you and your team face and working with the customers. Um, you yeah, know, the move board generator obviously is going to simplify a lot of things and take the, the overwhelming aspect out of it. But what would you say would be some of the other challenges that, that you have in, in working with them? Is it helping them, um, you know, verbalize what they want? Is it helping maybe the crew in, in meeting what the owner is looking for when they want to change things up?
1: Um, actually it's a slightly a probably quite aside from that is we actually our job is really two things and um, i 'll kind of overview them and then go into detail so the first one we we have to really manage people 's expectations uh, on a project and then we also have to educate people so and uh, so to start with the managing expectations, you know ten years ago, fifteen years ago. You went into a retail store to buy some um, MS tableware, and the tableware was in boxes, and you could take it away there and then. That isn't the case these days for anyone, and, and everything you order and luxury items is made to order. And I know that's the same for furniture and carpets, etc. So with our items, they are all handmade and made to order. So people can often come to us and say, you know, I've got this project, and we need X, Y, and Z, and we need it in two weeks, and we're like okay, (laughs) let's explain, you know, let's make sure we hit these deadlines, but let's make sure we're realistic and manage a client's expectations. And the other thing is, you know, these items are luxury handmade items. Some things won't be made quite right. And our logistics team, when they are checking everything that comes into our warehouse, pick it up and go straight back to the the, uh, the factory and we get replacement items, and that's part of our service. And we are constantly having to keep our client in the loop manage their expectations, let them know you know, um, certain lorry drivers have gone on strike and all these types of things to mean that we are constantly communicating so that our schedule of work and delivering to a yard before the delivery date actually fits in with the delivery date of the yard. So I would say that's one of our big things that we work, we work on as a project company. But then secondly to that, it, um, it's educating clients of product on the product Like I alluded to before, these products are all handmade. Um, So you have hand-painted tableware, hand-sewn bed linen. And I think the beauty of some of these things is they aren't off a production line machine-made, so they might be slightly different. Or, you know, silver, the um, patinas, when it starts to be used and scratched, and all these all these things, um, you know, when you actually explain it to the client, they actually fall in love with the products because there's a story and there's a heart behind it. But at first glance, you go, well, why doesn't X look like C and why is not it look like M? And actually, it's because, you know, a group of people have made these all by hand and they've taken three weeks to make. And, you know, it's, it's actually quite incredible when you look at the product. So... You know, my job often when I'm speaking to clients is I actually tell them stories of the of the of the products, and we go into great detail to make sure we really know about the products, how it's made, and so we know the capabilities. And then if a client, if we have a client that you know has certain expectations or they like certain things, we're able to advise them, and they get a product that they love because of where it's come from or the story. So I would say those two are the things that we you know we spend a lot of our time kind of. Um, Talking to with the client about you know uh, uh, be that a shoe desk or a um, or, or a designer or an owner you know there's some fabulous stories behind products which I won't go into now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, we could do a whole podcast, I'm sure, on on just those stories alone. Right? <laughs> yeah, <absolutely>. For sure. <laughs> Well, you know, you were talking about how a lot of these items are made to order, and I I think that's a good lead-in to the next question I have for you, which is about your special service called Uniquely Yours. How did it start, and what's the benefit for the customers you work with?
2: Yeah, so we've – I mean, in fairness, we've been um, personalizing uh, items from the beginning, um, but we actually decided to kind of refine and and formalize this service and actually – make it distinctive enough for clients to know because as you know, part of our service, we're able to offer the world's best brands, but also then something which is more tailored to them. So it's our take on, on the word bespoke. We, we don't use that, so we use it uniquely yours now. And actually that perfectly sums up what it means to to the client. Um I think gone are the years where people would have the big yacht logo or their initials on, on their tableware and their um linen. And now actually there's a lot more of a sort of subtle approach, maybe nods to the interior design. So we've got a fantastic team here of, of designers who are able to take inspiration from renders or, you know, conversations and meetings with clients and really design products which are perfectly tailored to the interior. And and sometimes it can be incredibly subtle, the pattern can be really, really subtle, but actually it's a perfect little nod to something that's in the ceiling or a detail from artwork or the floor or carpet whatever it may be um but actually it then uh, enables the owner to have that really personal touch for their project and i think by the time they reach our stage in in the build of, of their yacht they've had to make a lot of decisions already and this is the fun part when the build is kind of nearing completion and actually now it's when they can put their touch on it so working you know closely with the designer as well um they can really, as they personalize it um, and get something that's that is truly unique. And, and we find a lot of owners take great pride in in walking their guests around their yacht and explaining how they've gone through that process and why, um, you know, they did this beautiful pattern on the tableware and how it all sort of ties together essentially.
0: Right. That sounds good. That it also reminds me of what you were saying earlier about the uh, you know the stories behind. All the all the different items that you have just in the showroom alone, forget about the items that you can custom make for the customers. Oh, there, for sure. are, yeah. there are so <laughs> many wonderful stories about the artisans, about the detailing, about, uh, you know, maybe it's a a, a a craft or an art handed down from generation to generation. So I'm sure those are all part of the stories that the owners can share with their guests when they're showing them around the boat. Yes, yeah, yes, indeed. Absolutely. absolutely.
1: Absolutely. I mean, if you think about the the owner supply items we're talking about, um, there's like the tableware, it's the towels, it's the linens, it's it's all the things that are, you know, like even the accessories and the bathroom accessories. It's all things actually you touch as soon as you go on board a yacht, and it's incredibly important to kind of complement the interior of a boat instead of making it you know some some sometimes uh, not thought out well they can almost clash with them so actually you know when you go on board you're often given a, a hand towel to wipe your hands with or a drink and those are the first impressions guests get on board a yacht so a lot of owners and designers that we work with take incredible pride like Tom said of making it just that little bit special and um, for and it you know it can be as subtle as you need it it might not even be anything anybody notices apart from the owner but that it's just for it's just for that client to have as theirs, which it you know it's it's very pers- it's very very personal. So it's nice that we're and we're in a very privileged poli- pr- position whereby we can we can have that we can have that with the client.
2: I think I would right. say also say it's. Um... The other lovely thing is that we're we're very fortunate in that a lot of our businesses repeat and a lot of our clients come back to us for subsequent yachts. So we've got people, you know, upwards of, you know, they may be on their sort of third, fourth, fifth yacht. So with a really experienced owner, they've they've sort of seen everything that's available on the market already and used it and interacted with it. So this is a way that they can, again, really put their touch on something and and have something new that works with their brand new interior.
0: Mm -hmm. Right. Right. You know, that also, um, that also reminds me of, of something else that we're seeing in the industry now with the experienced owners and certainly with some of the newer owners who are coming in. people are becoming a lot more conscious about uh, environmental sustainability and being you know, better stewards of the of the environment that you know every yacht you you see every yacht owner you speak with every crew member you see with they will talk about the wonderful experiences they have and then unfortunately sometimes in the same breath they say yes but we also saw a lot of plastic a lot of garbage in the water so everybody's trying to be
1: mm-hmm.
0: more responsible and more cognizant of that and I know your company is is doing your part with a lot of the items that you offer uh, in the intro, I mentioned that, that wonderful quote that's on your website, luxury that does not cost to the earth. So what are some of the sustainability practices that you look for in selecting some of the partner brands?
1: So, I mean, a lot of the brands that we work, we, we've actually not taken on any new brands because of the sustainability. What we actually have is highlighted many of the brands that we have that take sustainable uh, measures. So, um, you know, it's very difficult to find new brands in the luxury world that are able to work in the environments that we need them for. So we've spent a lot of time working with our partners, first of all, and finding out uh, and encouraging what they do and giving them a platform to say, hey, look, you know, either, you know, we're, you know, we're not putting any um, bad fuels into the air or even the fact that they're giving their um, their workers good working conditions and fair pay, like, it's not just about the environment as well as that, It's well as it's about the people that they work for. And, you know, we're seeing a lot more crystal companies not use less. So there's not, um, So there's, although it's not uh, t- a typical uh, crystal form, it actually is far better for the environment. And we're seeing more clients be more and more receptive to that. So we're actually trying to be forward-moving in the brands that we work with and suggest things that, you know, does help our environment and let clients know that. But also ourselves here, we're, uh, we're in the process, actually, of changing all our packaging as it happens. So we have to, as you can imagine, use a lot of packaging to ship all these very fragile things out. So all our boxing and tape is now recyclable. And unfortunately, we have to use bubble wrap for insurance purposes, but all our plastic bubble is actually recycled plastic so we actually make sure that it is sustainable as possible. But we are constantly trying to find an alternative so it's 100% recyclable. Um, and, you know, I think just if, if everyone made steps to be a little bit more conscious, we'd be in a much better place um, as the, in the world, so to speak.
0: Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. I think every little bit we can do is, uh, is only going to be beneficial.
1: Absolutely. Well, and Elizabeth you know, and Tom... We're...
0: Oh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> I was going to say we work in a very fortunate position where we can look for sustainable items, and it doesn't have to cost you. <laughs> I was going to tag the line.
0: <laughs> good, good. Well, thanks to both of you for joining us on the podcast today. It's been a real pleasure Thank learning you. more about you and your company and the specialized services the whole Glancy Faucet team uh, offers to people.
2: Thank you so much.
0: Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Everyone, if you'd like to learn more about Glancy Fawcett and their specialized services, you can visit their website, which is GlancyFawcett.com. That's G-L-A-N-C-Y-F-A-W-C-E-T-T. Don't forget that second (laughs) T.com. This wraps up our episode of Yacht News Radio. If you would like to learn more about what we do, you can visit our website which is megatnews.com. And of course, if you would like to make sure you receive our podcasts as soon as they are available, you can subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Google Play Music. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, I'm Diane Byrne. Mm-hmm.